You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Today's word of the day is charisma. I get that just exuding out of this new film, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, written and directed and starring Cooper Rafe. It's a young uh, filmmaker who's done a couple of extra features that I have yet to see. But funny enough, uh, Shit House is one of those, actually, by the way. Um, and I've heard really good things about but uh, this is funny because I've seen this before at South by Southwest. You should listen to that episode on uh, one of us.net. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> but this uh, this film is uh, uh, starring Cooper Rafe, as I said, as Andrew, as a, a young 20 something, like 22, 23, just graduated from college, doesn't really have a direction in his life of what he wants to do. His girlfriend's off to Barcelona. So what does he do? He goes back home. It's actually one of the old screenwriting methods that I heard from an old screenwriting teacher. Like, if you don't know what to do with the character, bring him home. So <laughs> he goes home and tries to figure out what he's going to do. And uh, with an opening or uh, a cold open for the film, you get to see him as a young boy at his bar mitzvah and just falls head over heels uh, for the 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 lady who is uh, running the whole uh, bar mitzvah, like the the you know the party manager kind of thing. And he tries to go up to her and confess his love to her and wants to go on a date. And she's like at least I don't know fifteen years older than he is, and he's only like thirteen. <laughs> he's like, I think I'm a little old for you. Anyway, that spark has not really left his life, but he is now has to take care of his brother uh, David, and uh, he's living obviously with his mom, le- played by Leslie Mann, and uh, his uh, stepdad, played by Brad Garrett, which is kind of out of the blue, which was fun to see him. Um, and he goes to this new uh, bar mitzvah, or I think it's a bat mitzvah or bar mitzvah of one of uh, his brother David's friends, and uh, he gets to meet uh, Dakota Johnson's character Domino, who has a young uh, daughter, played by uh, Vanessa Burgart as Lola who is autistic and they're kind of in the background and you get to see Andrew starting to like bubble up the party. Like, Hey, let's all get on the dance floor. He's like, he's just exuding so much charm and charisma uh, to all the kids. Like, Hey, what, what's your favorite dance? What, what's the song that will get you out on the dance floor? And he's like, Oh, I'll play this. And he gets Lola to come out of her shell at one point and then starts this whole journey of him basically forming a relationship. Anyway, that's what we're going to talk about today, and I'd like to introduce the people who are joining me who just watched this for the first time. I got TC. I don't know the cha-cha, but I can swing dance with the best of them. <laughs> I got Melina. <laughs> Literally, the song or all the steps. <laughs> uh, and I then have Ray. Hello, and, and I don't dance, so just so you know. <laughs> oh, we're going to get you to dance. <laughs> we're going to get you to dance. Ray, what's the song that would get you to dance? Is it Funky Town? It's Funky Town, isn't it? It is. <laughs> 
So uh, we get to see this relationship sort of brew with uh, Andrew Cooper Ray's character uh, and uh, Dakota Johnson. And you also find out that Dakota Johnson's engaged to uh, Raul Castillo as Joseph. And you're just like, oh, gosh, what what's this going to all lead to? But I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this because you already heard me. So I don't need to talk anymore about this movie. <laughs> anyway, TC, what did you think of Cha-Cha Real Smooth? This was a really charming movie as you said this is oozing with charisma or i guess based on the title it should be charisma i don't know charisma charisma (laughs) there are i'd like to coin a term i don't know if i'm coining this but i'm going to claim i'm coining it looking at movies like elizabethtown or garden state or many movies in the indie genre particularly there's the manic pixie dream girl what I'd like to coin for this movie is the manic pixie dreamer guy because Andrew here sure. is great. He's so likable, but man, does he toe the line that could very easily be crossed in the wrong hands into obnoxious and annoying, but he right. never does. He is as charming and as lovable and as fun and as misunderstood as a manic pixie dream girl would be. So I'd like to throw it out there that I think he is a Manic Pixie dreamer guy. That's a perfect description of this guy. Like, really. That's because you're right. He's he's he breaks down any barrier like as an icebreaker. Like I do sales for a living. This guy would just kill. Uh, And like I'm always so uh, watching it again. It's so fun to see his interactions with like literally anyone. And because he's so also unadulteratedly honest too Mm -hmm. uh and to a fault at some points but melina what did you think well yeah the reason that i just openly went oh my god just now is because three things that i noted were in fact the manic pixie dream girl trope (laughs) something that we've definitely seen many times before and i was so i remember thinking wow i i love the fact that this guy yes in lesser hands would have absolutely been the equivalent of something like that and it would have so easily rendered him just completely annoying, completely unlikable, which was, yeah, the second point that you hit right off the bat. And then thirdly, though, I thought, wow, Dakota Johnson, when you first meet her, when I first saw the trailer for this, I thought they could go the route of the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and how they portray her. Yeah. But man, no, she is, like I think everybody in this movie turns out to be, she is very wonderfully flawed. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a that's a compliment in terms of how you write a character like this. And a very restrained performance, too. I know people will look to her and maybe blanket her under the Fifty Shades of Grey umbrella that she... Um, blankets, umbrellas? I'm mixing metaphors here. <laughs> I think people might see her and be annoyed by her. And I do know people who feel that way about Dakota Johnson. But her restrained performance mm. here is Mm -hmm. very very good everyone's performance in this is so honest i could say from leslie mann to brad garrett to uh castile like all the performances in here feel so genuine which is really impressive seeing that our main lead actor here wrote and directed this damn thing yeah and and at the same time looking great like the 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 way that he shot it i'm just like fuck you for being this your third movie (laughs) it's like how did you Ray, what, what did you think, first off, before I go down a whole route of things? We've actually started down 
two hole, two rabbit holes, if you will, that, it, that I was uh, fixing to go down. Uh, Melina brought up the fact that we, you know, in the end, we have a flawed character, and thank goodness we do, because when you make some of these characters and some of these romantic comedies so perfect, you know, and by the end they say the perfect thing, they do the perfect thing, they get the girl, whatever that doesn't make them nearly as interesting as that flawed character. So thank goodness, right. you know, Cooper Rafe, when he wrote this, decided, you know, to give us that flaw in this otherwise perfect character because his character is perfect at connecting with the other people, bringing everybody else in, kind of knowing what other people need or want. But of course he doesn't, hasn't figured that out for himself yet. You know, doesn't right. quite hasn't quite grown up enough. Doesn't know what he needs or wants. And thank goodness it wasn't one of those movies that necessarily by the end he just figures it all out and we wrap it up in a nice bow and we go home. You know, uh, yeah. so that was that was one of the things that uh, really struck me. And the other, you were talking about uh, right about the writing and the directing and everything like that. Yes, uh, watching a lot of movies and of course being a screener for film festivals and things. You know, when you see a lot of times on the credits as they start to come up at the beginning of the film and you see somebody goes starring, written, directed, edited, you know, a lot of times the more hats they start to wear, the more, you know, leery I get because mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. hard to do one thing, let alone two or three or four or, you know, a dozen. And somehow here's this young guy pulling all of this off and doing all of the jobs that he did on this film beautifully. Yeah, I, I could have sworn this was written by a late 40s, early 50-year-old screenwriter slash director who wanted to impart knowledge on a 20-something-year-old that he wished had been imparted upon him. So when I look at the credits of this thing and find out, oh, no, this 22-year-old dude somehow tapped into a very real, honest message that anyone from middle age to just reaching out of adolescence into their uh, late teens, early twenties could latch onto and learn from super impressed by this. What, what I'm impressed by, like what you were talking about, Ray, is that he, the, there's a moment ver at the very end between him and Dakota Johnson, where it could have been like, you had me at hello. Like it <laughs> yes, could have been yeah. that moment, yep. <laughs> but in his own way, he did it his way. Uh, and, and it's, it's so appropriate for the characters. It's, very mature and it's realistic too. Mm -hmm. it, this, it's not this going to be this ultimate happy ending where everyone is just like, well, yeah, well, yeah, they should be together and all these things. The movie's even paced in such a way where there are these real logical, real, realistic portrayals of, and then this happened, right? This yes. is stitched together very nicely. And there's a bunch of plots being juggled here and they're stitched together really nicely, but very realistically where mm -hmm. we will cut a scene on one line of dialogue and jump into the next weak and it never loses the audience i was never lost no and it constantly felt so relatable in all the best and sadly worst ways like i was yeah. an 11 year old kid who fell in love with a 30 year old that uh, maybe i can marry her right i could relate to that little <laughs> version of him i could relate to the 22 year old version of him that thought no i got this all figured out i know what love is no <laughs> sorry pal oh tc i hate to you see, I hate to say it, but I'm really glad that that relationship didn't work out. Oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. True. Me too. Yeah. For the lawyers and everyone who would be involved. Yeah. Oh, man. No, uh, Ray, I think that you, you touched on what I think is the strongest through line of this film is that 
Andrew, as likable and just contagious as his positivity is, really this is somebody who underneath it all is kind of lost. Yes. He is not only unsure of who he is, but it's almost like he doesn't even want to admit that to himself. There's a really wonderfully telling scene between him and his mother, Leslie Mann, where he's explaining to her, yeah, I want to go to Barcelona. I want to see my girlfriend. And she's like, very, very kindly, very, very fairly asks him, well, are you really doing this because that's what you want to do? Mm -hmm. Or are you doing this because mm -hmm. you feel like you have to? You know, and he very defensively kind of rebuffs her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very like the way that that scene goes was not how I was expecting it. And it was very uh, illuminating to see. Yeah, this is somebody who really is struggling and he just does not want to admit that he really does. This positivity that he invokes towards others is almost like a mask for himself. Yes. And we really yes. see that with how he treats Brad Garrett's character. Oh, poor Brad Garrett. <laughs> the poor stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny his his uh, his uh, credit in the the film is stepdad Greg. Stepdad. Uh, and it's like man, he listen, Andrew, Andrew, you need to you need to get your life together. <laughs> That's a pretty so, good impression. Are, is that Michael Wincott from The Crow? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> An insult that Andrew would have gave his stepdad. Right. <laughs> If I were him, I'd have been like, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the other uh, – I, I would love to talk about um, how they also handled this uh, other, I guess, sort of subplot or at least um, relationship between Andrew and Lola. Beautiful. Like, that Beautiful. relationship is kind of incredible. I've never seen it done this way before, and it's so uh, careful and, and, uh, and genuine. And, again, like for the way that Andrew's character – is uh you know evoking all this like you know charm and but also uh you know appreciation of people respect. at the same time respect. and respect yeah. of course and then Lola seeing him uh, for like what he is trying to do and just their relationship of him like babysitting her and there's moments like I again watching this there's there's a great moment where uh, and I know this is a, 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 a something that I, I guess. Uh, people who have autism actually like 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 scratching on the back, which I, I've read about. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Oh, you can do that now." I was like, "Oh my god!" And like it's just like cutting straight to the core. It's so beautifully done. It is beautifully done, and it's also it's amazing the performances. Again, you've got a you've got him as an actor, and you have Cooper as director. So you have him getting these performances out of his younger actors as well, along with his performance that is, you know, just so genuine and wonderful. As a director, you've got him getting these younger actors to come up to the exact same level as everyone else in this cast. Mm -hmm. It's just he great. His little brother as well, David. Yes, little brother absolutely. David is very, very well portrayed here as well. Yeah, who may be my favorite character in this whole movie. Like, I mean, I got emotional several times, but the one time I actually, like, I shed tears was a moment towards the end with him and Cooper Rafe. I was just, I was a wreck. God, I was a wreck half this movie. I don't know how he only cried <laughs> <Yeah>. once. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very telling about the story he's trying to present here in so much as the culmination of David and Andrew's story. That that's how he essentially ends the movie is the yeah. the culmination of their relationship. 
to see how this opens with a very young Andrew learning about love and already having his heart broken so young and the journey he takes through this and then where David goes on this. I find that very impressive. I've, I'm very impressed by that decision to bring the movie to that head with all mm-hmm. the other plots that are juggled here very, very expertly that it ultimately comes down to this beautiful moment between two brothers. Well, with that, uh, I mean, I think we could talk about this all day because uh, there's there's so many like great little moments and just the just how genuinely also fun it is. I think you even touched on that. It's like you're you're never bored ever throughout this film, and even like like let's say quieter moments, it's just like it moves at a breakneck pace. But let's go to final thoughts. So, uh, Ray, how about you start us off, please? There's something I can start with. This movie is never boring. I mean, at one point you're laughing, at another point you're crying, at another point you're crying laughing. And and there's just <laughs> and then there's these sweet moments in between. There's quiet moments. There's I don't know what this guy has, but God, I hope he keeps it up because <laughs> I mean, this is a heck of a, it's not his first feature, but this is the God, this is a heck of a film and it's the writing, it's the directing, it's the acting and, and across the board, but you've got one guy doing all three of those things and doing them all excellently. And there are very few people who can do all of those things and do them well. And I, God, I hope he keeps this up. Um, I, it's hard for me, you know, to ever say that there's a perfect film out there. You know, you give, oh, it's, you know, it's perfect and there's nothing wrong with it at all. But God, I'm having trouble finding anything wrong with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, if I have to come down to a rating, then I'm, I'm going to give it a 9.9 out of 10 uh, cheesy airbrush t-shirts. that's great uh tc what are your final thoughts please this is sweet and beautiful it's funny in all the best ways it is so relatable i could relate to so much of this as i said earlier indie films come under the radar and they can easily be missed but i would love to see more people find this one Mm -hmm. because it's realistically portraying a lot of things that a movie would do singularly Right, we are looking at autism and bipolar mania, depression, loneliness, love, miscarriages, how complicated and complex relationships can be the more experienced you become. I won't say older, right? Because some of these characters have figured out their lives sooner than others. And all through Andrew's perspective, dealing with his mother and his stepfather and his brother and Dakota Johnson's domino and these new friends he's making, this new career he's chasing after while trying to figure himself out. There's all these really loving, respectful portrayals of so many facets of life. Looking at something like uh, Alexander Payne movies kind of delve into this in the mainstream or David O. Russell movies do this to the extreme and his very dark comedic way. This is a very loving, respectful film in so many beautiful ways. And I would love, as I said, for more people to seek this out and find it. It is getting a limited theatrical release. So if you're in some of the big, if you're in some of the big cities, Los Angeles is going to have it next week. I don't know when this review will post, uh, but Chicago and New York, seek it out if you can. And if you can't see it in theaters, that's fine too. Find it online because this is a really, really, really wonderful independent film. Giving your heart to someone is the scariest thing is a line that's in the film and 
so damn true. Uh, I love this movie. It was, it was just uplifting and wonderful and sad in all the best ways possible. So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 blue otter pops. No, wait. Trade me. Trade me. <laughs> That's great. Melina, what are your final thoughts? Right off the bat, talk about two really standout performances on this one for me. I think it was 19 minutes in where I wrote in my notes, I think this may be already maybe my favorite Dakota Johnson performance. Mm -hmm. There's that wonderful scene where uh, Andrew has convinced her daughter Lola to get on the dance floor and she has this look on her face where you can tell she's just so touched. She's so grateful to see her daughter having a good time coming out of her shell and it's just she wears that mom cap so perfectly you never question it it's beautiful mm-hmm. she's amazing at conveying emotion without ever having to speak a word and yeah it's like if you're judging if you're still grading her on 50 shades of gray you need to get out more um <laughs> and then that brings me to Vanessa Burghardt who plays Lola herself yeah. the actress is on the spectrum herself which right. i didn't know until after i was done watching right. this And man, she brings such a beautiful authenticity and paired with the very, very respectful way that Cooper Rape writes that character. It brings such a level of respect to people who are autistic to film in a way that we unfortunately don't see very often. yeah, I just thought that was fantastic, and I hope we see more from her. She's wonderful. Uh, yeah, everybody is doing a wonderful job here. Cooper Rafe is a guy who I'm like, this is your second att- this is your second outing. I am just so looking for. I'm already there for whatever it is you're doing next. Um, beautiful, just kind of beautiful meditation on human relationships, on on love, how complicated that can be, and yeah. I just sitting here talking about it with you guys is such a privilege and great movies will make you do that. They make you want to talk about it. So I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this five out of five hops this time. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I I said this on the South by the review respectively. Fuck you, Cooper Rafe. How in the hell did you do this (laughs) so early in your career? It's absolutely incredible and i i i remember um watching this like how did he get to this point of, of his like life or his like, the way that he is so confident in his acting and writing and directing that he is exuding the kind of charisma of like sandra bullock and george clooney it's insane to me <laughs> at like the ages they are now it's like how how did he do that and it's just a testament to how much he loves his characters, which you can just tell to the like minor characters of like uh, at the bar mitzvah of a dad that's just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, you're touching my son and like, you know, getting the fights and all these things. He loves all these characters. He's just a really fantastic screenwriter and like direction, how he gets everyone uh, on the same page and how he respects everyone. It's, um, it's kind of daunting in a lot of ways. It's uh, it's such a, powerhouse kind of a movie which such with such a small movie and and luckily i know tc you're saying it's going to get a limited release it's also gonna be on apple tv uh which is great because like everyone should fucking watch this because this is like the sweetest like summer movie you can watch right now because i remember at south by the the top movie that you know chris and i saw was everything everywhere all at once of course because everyone can't get over that and of course i loved it too um this was my second this was like a very close second and I just could not get enough of this. And it's such a pleasure to watch this again. And um, just 
everything about it. Just great keen eye, um, just the way that he shoots things. And you just know that Marvel and uh, <laughs> everyone there is going to watch this like, hey, he can do the next to Marvel. He can, he could do hey, Thor. Hey, give this he guy Spider-Man. Thor. Give him Spider-Man. Give, give him give Spider-Man. Let him play older Spider-Man for fuck's sake. Jesus Christ. Okay, now this really needs to be a thing. I'm mad that this is not in development right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, uh, I think I said it before, and it, maybe I gave it a 9 out of 10 last time, but I can't, watching it again, I could not find anything wrong with it. I just absolutely loved it. I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. Um, oh, I had it before, and I lost it. Uh, oh, uh, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 really bad uh, Dennis uh, Miller impressions. Hey, cha-cha. Uh, <laughs> cha-cha. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, damn damn Cooper Rafe. Damn you. It's too good. 